I'm Pablo Morale Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are the Robots vs. Taxes Happy Hour. <laughs> On Radio Free Brooklyn. That's right. So enjoy yourself a cocktail right now. Kick back and relax and, uh, or uh, lift up your, or, or break out your favorite uh, cognac <laughs> and, um, and or uh, favorite liqueur and pour yourself a glass. You earned it um, because this quarantine is hard on all of us. And that's why we're bringing you quality content such as uh, reviewing two movies and wondering which characters, <laughs> if pitting a fight against each other, would win. <laughs> that's right. You know you want to know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, also, I do know uh, that it's noon on a Monday, but, uh, you know, <laughs> that alcoholism isn't going to start itself. <laughs> um, it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's talk Night Beast, okay? Woo! <laughs> what a piece of shit! Woo, <laughs> man, this was this was an exceptional piece of shit. Whoa! Yeah. It's fucking wow. It's um, although I will tell you this much: like the, it started off promising enough. I I was just like, oh, this 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 could be good. This could be a hidden gem, you know, <laughs> because uh, you know it, it's it starts off with this with these cheesy effects and this laser like the creature, uh, you know, it, it starts off like like Predator and the Thing, where it's just like you know uh, a spaceship hits an asteroid or something happens, and then it's really cool. It has a little miniature. And it falls to Earth, yeah. and it it lands, and I was just like, okay, okay, this is cool. <laughs> this could go the way of critters, and then <laughs> it, the rest of the movie is shit. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and uh, so to to reference how I picked this movie because this is definitely one of my picks. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Thank so you was, for admitting uh, that. <laughs> yeah. So late one night, I was watching. I was rewatching Mandy, and um, the their the Nicolas the Cage vehicle. Yeah, the Nicolas Cage vehicle. That's right. Um, the excellent Panos Cosmatos film, uh, Mandy. And uh, there's at one point where Mandy, uh, the 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 actress is playing Mandy, and uh, Nicolas Cage are watching a movie, and they're watching Night Beast. And I was just like, that looks interesting. I wonder if this is an endorsement of the film. Um, so I was just like, that's the movie we're going to watch. Now, so, was, was, was the depiction of Night Beast within this movie before or after the commercials for Goblin Macaroni and Cheese? <laughs> for Cheddar Goblin? No, Cheddar this Goblin. comes before. This comes okay. before Mandy's, yeah, man, so, you know, uh, that's, this happens while, spoilers, Mandy is alive. You know, while, and they're both Nicolas Cage and uh, and and the actress that's playing Mandy. They're both watching this this uh, movie very intently, and I was just like, "Ooh, this must be some kind of underground gem that they're watching." 
And then I, I we both actually watched uh, Night Beast, and let me tell you, oh man, this was a bad. This was a bad movie. It was bad. It was yes, it was bad. I'm looking at some of the information for the movie now, and the estimated budget for this movie is forty two thousand dollars. And you know what? It's- Which I think is forty one thousand dollars too much. <laughs> for the, for this film <laughs> agreed um so the concept of night beast is pretty simple it's like um alien ship land crash lands a creature comes out and wreaks havoc on a small town that's pretty much it uh <laughs> but the creature uh, the creature does like the look of the the, the creature it looks pretty good um, there is there's some articulation, some movement in the face, but it's also dressed like it's late for a Talking Heads concert, <laughs> like it's wearing an oversized silver suit, um, and it it's armed. It's armed with a with a gun, which with it a, doesn't really need. Yeah. With a ray gun. Yeah, with a ray gun. An inexhaustible ray gun. <laughs> like he could have he could have taken on like a. a, a well-organized militia with this goddamn gun because um, it just this, never ran out. Yeah, it, this, this that, that weapon that the creature had, like, never needed reloading. It was just, it, it's like the RoboCop gun, but made into a laser gun, which, which I thought was really cool during the opening battle when, like, the townsfolk and the police are, like, waging war against it. <laughs> I thought that was actually pretty, like, I was just like, ooh, this is a kind of a cool... Gun battle. I also really enjoyed the effects of people getting struck <laughs> by by uh, the laser, which is like they kind of superimposed. They turn into like these weird cartoons, um, <laughs> and then they disappear. And then somebody lays some, you know, a grip lays down some ash to make <laughs> it look like, you know, uh, <laughs> to make it look like you know. Uh, Somebody, you know, somebody was there, you know, like shadows of people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, nuclear shadows of people. And they went they went in on that effect. Like they're just like, we're going to apply this to as much of the film as we can to people, to uh, a car, um, a car or two. And, you know, I, I thought because of the title that all of this film was going to be at night. Right. But I was actually pleasantly surprised when they had a day scene where they actually fought. And I got to admit that the alien sort of um, uh, the costume held up in the daylight. I thought they're they're shooting this at night because this costume is unbelievably cheesy. Um, But no, I think I think the majority of the budget probably went into that costume. Yeah. Uh, I also think that the. You know the 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 ray gun battles I thought were pretty good were pretty great. Um, I thought some of the effects, the gore effects, were pretty cool. Um, but then when night turned to day and night beast fought in the day, I was like, I don't believe this movie anymore. Uh, <laughs> I feel I've been cheated. How dare <laughs> I bought this? You know, I bought this movie. I I I watched this movie uh, legitimately. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, for f- to see a night beast fight at night, I don't want to see it fighting <laughs> in the day. <laughs> oh shit! Well, I that's mean, that's when it loses its plausibility for me. You, you have a point there. You have a point there. I mean, it's it's a night beast. Damn it! Yeah, um, it is a night beast. But apparently, this was a uh, an advanced intelligence that came from who knows where. Um, never at any point made an attempt to repair its own ship or to communicate with the, you know, with the local population. It was just like, eh, I'm on Earth. I'm on Earth. Time to kill. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure. Like, it's just a, an alien dickhead where the, they're just like, you know. Uh, the race that it came from, it like uh, was just like, hey, you know, get into that ship and s- let's see what, ha- you know, l- let's get rid of Gary, you know, <laughs> um, and then oh, Gary gets on the ship and he crash lands on Earth and then becomes the titular night beast. Oh, they they pulled an Illuminati on him. You think that? The, yes. <laughs> you think that the Iron Man and the Doctor Strange and Professor X of his world, they were just like, we got to get rid of this guy. He's always fucking up parties. He's always like geeking out in front of the girls. We got to get rid of him, you know. So uh, he, he, you know, he took my spe- my special collector's edition of Old Boy and the Vengeance <laughs> trilogy, and when he gave it back, the the disc were all, the discs were all scratched up, and then um, he one of the discs wasn't even Lady Vengeance. It was like it was a it was a Gianna Michaels movie. And it's just, uh, I, you know, I'm not comfortable for that. I want to watch this movie with my girlfriend. Um, so, you know, fuck it. I, I think this might have been the first Gianna Michaels reference on this show. <laughs> so I just want to acknowledge that. Just want to acknowledge that and give you daps for that. Because uh, that, that was pretty fucking good. Um, but uh, <laughs> can we talk about. Um, how in, in, in all of these movies the law enforcement is ridiculously inept to handle the situation but they try to anyway um, I, I, Sheriff, Sheriff yeah. Cinder Sheriff Cinder oh boy. who was basically built for 1980s porn let's put it that way he has, <laughs> he has the mustache he's got the body hair uh, he's got the rosacea like his face is like <laughs> oh man I, I like it was uncomfortable to look at him and I, I was just like throughout the first 20 minutes of the movie I was just like well I hope this character hi- f- like kind of fades into the background and no he becomes the main cat he becomes the chief Brody in this movie <laughs> in this in this uh which is weird because I, I I'm pretty certain that at some point they started using the Jaws music, and I was just <laughs> like, oh okay, oh shit, man. Because he was it, there was definitely a, a Jaws feeling to this because he's trying to shut down the town and the mayor's just like, no, come on, we have our all our constituents right here at a pool, my backyard <laughs> pool, you know. Oh, uh, the 1980s. 1980- Twelve members of the of the town. <laughs> the 1980s equivalent of Mayor Quimby, but in this movie, like you could, he he just looked like a slime ball from the first frame he appeared uh, on screen. And what was up with his wife girlfriend? Like 
her first appearance where she's swimming in the pool and then she comes out of the pool, you know, that's that's like a Hollywood thing, like a, a gorgeous woman coming out of the pool. That's supposed to be like the like the eye candy. Right. They shot it from like the other side of the pool and from <laughs> and from behind. It was just like. It's it, like a nothing shot, right? It's a nothing shot. It was just like, <laughs> oh, okay, so so we're okay. not going in that direction. All yeah. right. No, uh, uh, it, it's so weird because I feel like some parts of this movie are competent, <laughs> and then other, like, predominantly, like, and I'm talking about, like, the all, all the laser stuff that happens at the beginning. Uh, but as soon as the movie gets going, you're just like, oh, right. This is kind of like, you know, oof, man, I can't, I, can, I don't even, I can't even like, uh, I can, it's, it's just a bad movie. It's just a bad movie. I think this like, movie, it, it, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but I, th- I think that this movie ac- maybe actually had one or two actual professionals working on it at the beginning and then they quit. And that's yes. what happened to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's very much like Ed Wood, where they're just like, you know, oh, that's like, um, uh, I'm I'm really glad to help out. Uh, can you pay me now? And they're just like, <laughs> pay you. <laughs> I hardly know you, you know. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I just I, I can't get over how. How shitty some of the, the the acting is is shit, right? Mm-hmm. The 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 dialogue is shit. The al- the motivation for the alien, like you never get a sense that the alien is after anything. <laughs> He's just like, you know what? I'm just gonna. I'm a I'm an alien sociopath. You know, I'm hopped up on sugar. I'm so ready to kill. <laughs> that's that's basically it i mean it didn't even have to come from space they could have it could have it could have been like a mole person and it wouldn't have impacted the film one bit um it just would have been like oh you know creature from the deep or something along those lines i i guess i guess they just had like a spaceship model lying around and they're just like we have to use this like you know yeah and then they shoehorn in this this character who's like the the town uh ne'er do well right oh the town man. the 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 biker who was just like I, you know at first he's introduced like i don't give a shit about the rules and then it turns really ugly really fast um, yes <laughs> he, he just kills he straight up just kills a lady um and then uh he's just irredeemable from that moment on uh so <laughs> And again, and again, we're not given any motivation for it. It's like at first he's just the the, the bad boy on the motorcycle. And then it just turns out he's a killer of women. Yes. And I didn't I didn't particularly care for it. I thought it was completely unnecessary. But this whole movie is kind of unnecessary, except for one shining moment in that whole movie. Well, actually, two. Two mo- two moments that made me like kind of like really fucking like just laugh start uh, bust out laughing right <laughs> so one moment was when um was when what's his name the guy that played uh, uh Doctor Zola in the <laughs> uh, Captain America movies that guy looks like that guy Ar- Arnim Zola uh-huh. uh, <laughs> he 
he he's you know uh night beast has chased them down him and this and his uh his assistant or uh a, a woman who he knows into their house by the way all the interiors i'm pretty certain that it's one location of course did it you is. Know, did you notice? Did you notice that every time they shoot something from the inside, whether it's like a a clinic or somebody's house, it looks like just it, it looks like I don't know. It's somebody like you rented. The director must have rented out a house and just made it the all purpose house. Rented. This was this was somebody's house. This was like, <laughs> hey, can you just lend us the house for this film? And they're like, sure. It's just like, uh, I'll buy you lunch. And that's it, you know, because it's only going to take us two days to shoot this film. Um, I'm really coming down hard on this film. I mean, I've never made a movie myself, uh, (laughs) but holy shit, man. Come on. Yeah. But there's there's that moment where he 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 goes upstairs to check to see if there's alien activity going on up there. And he looks around and he makes eye contact with the beast. (laughs) <laughs> and he's just like nope and then he closes the door <laughs> he gets up he looks around and he's just like ooh and then he just closes the door as if nothing happened <laughs> and then there was another point where they're in the quote-unquote clinic, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, one of the only characters of color comes in, and he's just like, uh, my my uh, my dad uh, fell fell down a, a ladder. He broke his leg again, and in the background you see somebody getting carried off, like I, I, assuming that it's his father, and you hear him go like, "Where's my whiskey?" <laughs> Oh God! And I was just like, <laughs> I don't know why, but that made me bust out laughing. It's uh, um, they 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 tried to shoe in uh, certain sayings in this film that they thought were going to catch on. For, for example, the the mayor of the town, the sole the main politician that we've seen, is just like he kept telling his wife girlfriend, "It's just like, don't call me Bernie." It's just like, yeah. Okay, I mean, and this happened at least three or four times in the film, and I'm just like, what the fuck is the problem with you getting called? But what's the point of this? First of all, yeah, it, it never, it never paid off. It never. It's paid com- off. It's supposed to be comic relief, in a, it, it, and it, it would be comic relief if it wasn't, if it had been written better, and in a better movie, <laughs> with better mean, actors. Yeah, yeah, with better actors. Um, better everything. This is just like it, it, it's incompetence that tries to swing for the fences and just like misses every single time. Not only uh, miss, not only misses the bat flies out of the hands and goes like <laughs> spinning into like the stands and people are running away like, oh, my God, you know, my baby, you know, so <laughs> it Billy, the eight year old and he's forever <laughs> blind in one eye. <laughs> Shit. Mom, I'm like Nick Fury. Sure you are, Billy. Sure you are. You know. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Yes, that's exactly what this movie is. Um, yeah. uh, can can we talk about the um, the sex scene that comes out of 
nowhere between oh, yeah, right. the sheriff um, and the deputy. Like I felt <laughs> like I could smell them through the screen. I, it was the most <laughs> uncomfortable. Oh no! It was the most uncomfortable love scene I have I've ever had the misfortune of coming upon. Where it's just like wait, you came upon like, this scene? I only came once. Okay. Um, <laughs> but it, it's just it, it's just the <laughs> and let me tell you, it was hard fought. So, <laughs> my dick was like why are you doing this to me and i was just like I, just shut up time. do what i tell you yeah exactly <laughs> oh so, you know yeah and even that so exchange anyway. even that exchange is more interesting than this film sorry yes exactly uh so <laughs> so basically uh the the Oh man, I, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. The only thing I kept thinking to myself was like, okay, so they paid this poor lady to to get nude. Um, please don't let the chief of police, who ha- is shown to be the possibly the most un like from the get go, I'm just like this dude is like the most unattractive dude ever committed to celluloid, right? He's got this weird mustache. He's got like his body is like that weird, you know, farina color. It's just like no, oh. it's so unhealthy. Um, he's got those that weird like fro. Everything about him is unappealing. And then I'm just like, please don't take off your shirt. Please don't take off your shirt. Please don't take off your shirt. Like I'm like, <laughs> if this movie achieved anything in terms of thrills, it's like keeping me on the edge of my seat in order for me to tell the the TV screen not to do something <laughs> oh and then he takes off his shirt and it's like the most ugh. <laughs> like i was just like i can't fucking stand it <laughs> the the he whole thing so sickly it looks so awful it's uncomfortable as hell and it goes on forever yes yeah exactly i was i was unbelievably uncomfortable i just kept going oh no no, you and you and you're getting un- undressed. Oh no! And I thought, I thought it was going to end once they, you know, lie down on the bed, and it would be implied that you know penetration happens. But then they just sort of like um, they just hug for a while. Yeah, it's just it's one of those scenes like, that like ugh. like you needed Ralph from The Simpsons to just walk in. Everybody's hugging, you know. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, I like men now. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it was just it was unnecessary because it didn't establish. First of all, there was no precursor to it. It, I mean, you know, he's a man. She's a woman. Maybe that was the the lead up. But there was no tension um, signified out of nowhere. Because he was because one uh, the the little bit of dialogue that was in that scene is just like, oh, I guess I never. I guess I never noticed you before. You're you're very attractive. And she was just like, well, you should have just, you know, had your eyes open. And I'm like, what? Like, what? For one, it's like, oh, man, it's so. It, it, so he hurts his leg, right? Fighting <laughs> the night beast. And he takes off his pants. And I'm just like, oh, must I? Must it, must it be shot at such a low angle? Ugh. You know? And, uh. <laughs> 
and, and I'm just like, it's just holding on this shot forever. And I'm just like, oh, God, it smells like I feel like it's this whole this whole scene smells. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Why does this? Why does this scene feel like it smells? Oh. So, uh, so I was like, you know, just cringing the whole way through, and I couldn't believe. It, but it just went on and on and on and on. Finally, I was so relieved when it was over, and I was just like, please, more night beast, less of that. <laughs> and let me. The let night me beast should you. have barged in at that point and just joined yeah, the- them. <laughs> it would have. It would have made it far more oh interesting. God. Could you imagine? Oh my God! Like the, he would have come in and just been like, "Am I late for the party?" You know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, truly, this is the universal language, you know. <laughs> and they all get it on. It's just like, all right, finally, this movie's going somewhere, you know. This is not my beautiful planet with my beautiful wife in my beautiful house. Just... The days go by. Go, 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 go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's dressed for that. He, I'm, I'm convinced that he was on his way to like be an extra in the uh, Talking Heads movie. Stop making sense, and he just like missed his exit. Um, oh. So, <laughs> so, so anyway, so uh, most of these characters uh, in this film are just expendable. The Doctor Zoloff knockoff uh, that you mentioned before, he <laughs> he was just dispatched. Uh, ever so quickly, and um, it was was that his significant other or his grandmother who was distraught over his death? Like, who cares? I could <laughs> I couldn't tell. It was it was very weird. Um, and then we had I get what was supposed to be the good looking guy in town who, who oh yeah right whose girlfriend was killed by the malcontent earlier in the film. Um, he was supposed he was supposed to be jockeyed as some sort of heroic figure there by the end, but I didn't give a fuck at his death. As a matter of fact, I was quite impressed by the depiction of his charred body <laughs> after he I was <laughs> couldn't. You know what? That was the third time I couldn't stop laughing. Um, <laughs> that moment where they show his charred corpse and the 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 the, the prosthetic that they had for his face, where it's like. <laughs> <laughs> it, it looked like it looks like somebody burned a cabbage patch kid um it was it, i thought that was so fucking hysterical <laughs> like I, I couldn't stop laughing and i was like that's how it ends amazing that, um yeah what a right. waste of my time they bl- and they blew up the night beast and then it was a shot of the sheriff and his deputy and then it pans up and that's it yeah that's it no uh, i mean that that's it yeah exactly um night beast ladies and gentlemen who cares don't don't watch this movie that movie sucked yes don doler joint uh (laughs) directed by don doler who uh wasted his time (laughs) so um let's move on to the champion of this seg of this uh episode the blob uh, in, yeah in a resounding ko yes this movie <laughs> what the blob 
the nineteen ninety the nineteen eighty eight remake of the nineteen fifties uh, original nineteen fifties nineteen sixties original, directed by Chuck Russell, who made the best um, sequel to A Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, he made The Mask. Uh, he he knocked this out of the park, man. Mm. I love this fucking movie. Um, I love the fact that uh, Kevin Dillon, the main character, is dressed like Prince. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit, man. <laughs> there is something so charming about the way he's wearing his floofy shirt and his uh, his leather jacket and his, his his motorcycle and his hair that's pretty much inspired by if, if he wasn't inspired by Prince. I don't I can't I can't fathom how he could have not been inspired by by Prince. He had to have um, been. They're just like, hey, as long as we don't put anything purple on him, we can't get sued. <laughs> but the thing about that is that the movie itself is purple. Um because You're right. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> huh. And at the end of the movie it rains purple. Um ah. so. <laughs> Prince the, the estate of Prince should really look into the makers of the blob. <laughs> Get them some of that blob, blob residual, you know? <laughs> Get some of that sweet blob. <laughs> Back sheesh. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I got to say, this movie had a lot of visceral moments. Like, they did not shy away uh, I fucking loved it. I fucking woo. loved it. Dude. Um, so it stars uh, not only Kevin Dillon of of Entourage Johnny Drama fame. <laughs> hey, I'm in a movie. Hey, look over here. I'm in a movie. You know? <laughs> um, but uh, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's also got um, one of my earliest crushes. Of uh, the 1980s, mm-hmm. Shawnee Smith. Oh man! Uh, for a lot of dudes, it was um, it was Jennifer Connelly, and I think for me, it was Shawnee Smith. Um, I feel like she's only been in a handful of movies, and like when I was a little kid, I was just like, "She's gonna be my girlfriend someday. <laughs> We're gonna move into a candy house." You know. <laughs> She's a cutie. I got to tell you that. Yeah. She could drive a Voltron to work. You know, it's just <laughs> like silly. <laughs> Shit, man. You had plans. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm going to give her a ring pop and we're going to get married. And then I'm <laughs> my honeymoon, I'm going to wear, a, you know, a fruit by the foot condom. You know. Jeez. Uh, to consummate. <laughs> I didn't know what any of that was. I was just talking out of my ass. I didn't know what any of that was. So anyway, um, <laughs> enough going through my my bizarre uh, childhood. Uh, so uh, yeah, it stars Shawnee Smith. It stars Kevin Dillon. It stars. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but the mechanic of the of the body shop that <laughs> Kevin Dillon goes to mm-hmm. is none other than Bo Billingsley, the voice of Jet Black. Ah, you know what? There was something there was something familiar about him. I was like, I know this guy from somewhere, that voice. 
and uh, and you matched it up because you've got that sort of ear and that sort of mind. Uh, yeah. you, you know every fucking body uh, <laughs> in Hollywood and all their work. At the end, it was unmistakable. He was just like, I guess you won't be going to the body shop, huh? You know, I was just like, oh, my God, this, this is Chip Black. You're <laughs> uh, the bebop, man. Uh, so. <laughs> So, yeah, oh uh, man! But dude, uh, t- tell me, what was what was one of your favorite parts of this? Because this movie is like a fireball. I'll tell you right off the bat. Like as soon as, after you go, I have like one one part, one scene of this movie stuck out. So it it, it stuck out like a sore thumb. It's so good. Uh, one, I gotta say, one of my favorite parts of this movie <laughs> was when the <laughs> it seemed like this character, the jock, uh, from the from the high school. Um, who was sort of, I thought, was being positioned as the main character of this film. And when he saw that the homeless man who they had brought to the hospital, um, whose hand got, you know, ate by the blob, um, when he saw that uh, this homeless man was, like, hollowed out after um, some time because of this blob, and the the doctor uh, in this uh, the small clinic was just shocked the the jock went over to a phone and he was trying to get in contact with the authorities of this small town again uh with the inept law enforcement that's always in these films and he was just thoroughly consumed by a growing blob creature within this clinic and uh when your girlfriend uh Shawnee Smith came to uh came to see why he was screaming and he was just being dissolved uh within the blob i was just like this is so unbelievably fucked up but now i'm invested in the film because (laughs) because i know i know that that nobody is really really safe and i was right because and because i thought they weren't going to go to certain places uh in regards to You're kill- talking about what they killed, they killed a kid, right? Yes, I was just like I was surprised too. I was like, "Holy shit, this is like they, they can't kill, they can't kill a kid," and then they did, and then it was just like, "This movie's got some balls." <laughs> this movie's got some balls, man. It's like, oh, they went there, they went there. Yeah, uh, for me, it, it was also kind of like you know, I have a lot of uh, favorite character actors. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them appear in this movie, and I was because uh, the the guy playing the doctor, uh, he was on Twin Peaks. He was in Eraserhead. He's this weird character actor named Jack Nance. Uh, he's a David Lynch favorite, so I was just, like really happy to see him. Uh, it, there was also this guy named Art Lafleur, who he was also in Cobra. He's oh. like this hard boiled detective guy who has like this really chiseled face Mm -hmm. he looks like he came right out of the 1950s detective movies Mm -hmm. um but anyway uh yeah so that was one of your favorite uh, scenes from the blob one of my favorite scenes of this movie is um there is oh uh so there's this moment where <laughs> the one of the uh, the other jock it has to do with the same like those two jocks right mm-hmm. one of them had your favorite death scene one of them had my favorite death scene one of my favorite death scenes is like the jock is is uh parked 
he's parked his car in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> and uh, and he's trying to get with Susie, man. Um, like I think Susie I'm gonna score tonight. <laughs> Ribbed or unribbed, man. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm gonna take her to the drive-in movie and then maybe you score some tang, you know. Um, so <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> he's got everything. The '80s mullet. He's in high school, but he looks like he's just started his sophomore year at college. Uh, he, um, so he's out with the, you know, he's out with Susie. They're parked in a car in the middle of this forest, man. And then he's like, let me fix you another drink because it looks like you're not going to put out, you know, just male toxicity all over the place. And so um, <laughs> she's like, I'm getting a little sleepy. And he's like, that's OK. I think that sounds like you need another drink. So he gets out. He goes to the back. He goes to the trunk of his car and he opens the trunk of his car into what I can only assume is a pocket dimension because <laughs> there is a, there is no way that amount of liqueur and a bl- he's got a blender like a bowl of fruit there's no way a, a car moving in motion wouldn't have toppled over everything that he has in there so uh, apparently, so he's, little susp- he's, apparently he's also minoring in engineering. If he could keep all of that in the trunk without it becoming a uh, j- just a, a, a shattered mess. He's also a crazy mixologist because what he makes is like crazy. <laughs> looks like a crazy delicious drink. Like I was I'd be like, you know, what? I'm a, I don't care. I might be I, I could be roofied, but, you know, <laughs> at least there's a delicious drink in it for me. So, um, so he makes this, he makes this concoction. It's like this, it looks like, uh, it looks like it has all my favorite, you know, uh, you know, um, stuff in it. It's just like a red drink with a strawberry in it. And he goes back and he's just like, and you see the girl, she's passed out. They insinuate that the blob got in the car. Mm -hmm. And then he's just like, he's, he puts the the drink on the dash and he sees that her shirt, her blouse is halfway open. Um, <laughs> and then he makes his move, right? He's just like, Oh, it looks like your shirt's a little tight. Let me get one of those buttons. Huh? You well, know? I mean, he, he try he calls to her like once or twice, once he gets back in the car and sees that she's unconscious and you can see on his face, he's just like, all right, this is consent. You know, <laughs> let this serve as a PSA. Because what happens next is so is just like mwah, perfect. <laughs> so he like he he starts taking off her her. He just starts undoing her shirt, puts his hand in, and then the special effects of this scene are fucking perfect. <laughs> the special effects of this movie are fucking perfect. Yes, he like she implodes. <laughs> she Im- she like gory. It's so it's fucking crazy looking the way she implodes and she <laughs> takes his hand with him. And then he it, it's just like the 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 tentacles start rat like the hentai monster mm. tentacles start r- wrapping around him. And then, you know, next thing you know, his feet go up. So I can only imagine that's yeah. where hen- hentai was born. Um <laughs> It's that scene. It was so fucking nuts to me that I was just like, this is this is a great like this is a great movie. 
um, it's just schlocky thrills. I love it. Um, it was yeah, amazing. So, that yes. that that scene was amazing. I was just like, see, had you been a gentleman, your ass might still be alive. But no, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Rapey, rapey McDrink drink had to get uh, two hands <laughs> and he and he paid <laughs> for it. Yeah, he got his just desserts. Yak, 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 One of my other favorite scenes, though, and this is um, this is a precursor to violence. It was just randomness, and it sort of touches back to what you were t- talking about um, with uh, Night Beast. Uh, they're in the movie theater, and they're watching some knockoff of Friday the 13th. Uh, there's some guy up at the top of a hill <laughs> with a chainsaw and a hockey mask. And you could hear at first you think it's still part of this movie, the blob. And then you're then it becomes quickly apparent that, you know, uh, the characters we've been following are actually in a movie theater. Such a great move. It was it such was a cool move. it was beautifully done. And but what a part of the dialogue with in this movie within a movie um <laughs> The 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 Jason knockoff um, is like revving up his chainsaw for the second time. And the male character, because there's a, a guy and a girl in a car, you know, out by make out point. And the guy's looking up at this, you know, this guy in a hockey mask. He's just like, wait a minute. Hockey season ended months ago. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's when I'm just like. This is the kind of writing Night Beast wanted to have. <laughs> this is the kind of movie Night Beast wanted to be. Because that that line landed and it sincerely got it. Like, I ser- sincerely laughed at that at that line. That line was, it's, it's such a good line. I um, wish that that movie was an actual movie. Yeah, I, me too. <laughs> I think that would be up for our movie comparison, like, perfectly. Yes, it would be. It would totally be that. Um, they probably call it like Saturday the ninth or something like that. Or... Yeah. <laughs> Tuesday the fourteenth. <14th. laughs> uh, so um, yeah, that there's uh, that 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 uh, that part I thought was brilliant. Um, but le- let's talk about like okay, so everything that happens inside when the when the when uh, you know uh, Kevin Dillon the Prince knockoff. Uh, you know, ends up with Shawnee Smith at the cafe. What happens inside and outside of the cafe is just technical brilliance. It's just like 80s gore horror brilliance. Holy shit, yes. Because it starts off with the whole, the action kicks off when they get there and she's like complaining. She's, well, not complaining. She's basically kind of grieving. She's like, you know, Billy, I saw him get murdered, you know, <laughs> and, you know, and Kevin Dillon's acting like a dick. And he's just like, you know, maybe you had a comment, uh, you know, <laughs> um, and then, you know, she's like, you're a real jerk. And then uh, it cuts to the kitchen area where the cafe owner, this lady name uh, played by Candy Clark, um, the, the the owner of the cafe Fran goes up to her her cook who is trying to unplug the sink <laughs> and then he reaches into the sink and the blob pulls him into the drain into this comp- like all right so it's all practical effects because it's the 80s right the the effect of this dude being 
juiced. Like he even essentially <laughs> gets <laughs> spaghettified into the drain is amazing. It was <laughs> the, I couldn't believe how fucking crazy that looked. And, and um, Fran's reaction to it is what did it for me because you know she comes into the kitchen. She's getting a, uh, she's getting some. She's putting down some dishes from you know uh, serving uh, Dylan and the girl, and um, she she's looking across this kitchen, and you could tell that her brain literally couldn't process what she was seeing for a second, seeing her, her co-worker being uh, pulled into the sink. And then she just drops Juiced. everything. And she's just like, oh, my God. It's just like, Mwah, perfect. Yeah. Uh, it, it was, uh, the acting was perfect. I mean, you know, everyone's acting was kind of a little hammy. I really love that they use. Uh, so Frank Darabont was like, I think he was an associate producer and a writer on this on the movie. Frank Darabont, who did the first season of The Walking Dead, he did the Shawshank Redemption, he did The Mist. Mm-hmm. You know, this dude is a, he's a he's a he's a great he's a good director. You know, um, he knows the shit. So uh, he has one of his regular actors, uh, an actor he frequently collaborates with. He's the sheriff of the town. They mentioned that the sheriff is going to head over to the cafe. It's because he's in love with the cafe owner. He's in love with Fran, right? Oh, right. And then the it, it's such a great scene. So, like, uh, we find out that the sheriff is on his way over. We don't see him at the cafe. But once the once the blob hits, you know, and Fran, like, jets outside she's like oh my god i have to call the cops so she's calling the cops she gets she finds a you know a payphone how perfect is that a payphone <laughs> right <laughs> one of those like box payphones that you like you draw the door on you put the you put the coin in and she's calling she's like um i need the sheriff and she, they're like he left to your cafe like about an hour ago <laughs> and then the blob pours onto the 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 phone booth and it's the dissolved like the prosthetic <laughs> of this dude dissolved in the blob and rubbing up against the phone is both horrific and amazing <laughs> and she's just i you could you could tell at this point her mind is just shattered she's just like oh my yeah. god what the fuck is going on and for me that very same scene when as the blob is consuming the phone booth and you could tell that she's surrounded her end is about to come and the overhead shot of her inside of this phone booth and then the blob sort of just collapsing in toward her like in this rush of goo yeah just floods in there and you could tell she's she's pushed around by the mass of this thing was one of the most like amazing effects i've seen not even just for that era just like ever i was just like you could you had this sense of like there was real mass behind this thing um and her end was just swift like she was they the blob broke her because it was just hungry shattered her into a into a million pieces and that's when that's when i'm like this movie is really good like it's just like it knows what it is it knows what it's aiming for 
um and it it's just like when it hits it hits you know um and i'm just like why isn't this movie talked about more you know hmm. uh because this this i, I feel like you know people are kind of like attracted to the slashers but they i guess it because like the the main villain is just basically a bowl of jello right it's a <laughs> bowl of pink snot <laughs> um so that that I guess it doesn't have the same caliber as say like a Michael Myers film or like a, a Jason Voorhees film or like Hannibal Lecter because it's yeah you know, it it's just like it's it's so gross looking. Mm, mm. But I I really think that this movie should be kind of celebrated for its use of practical effects because that scene that you described it, I thought was like it was both gut-wrenching and amazing at the same time just because of the level of like think of the timing that it, it took to set up that shot and like to get the consistency of the goo and the and the way it hits her just right you know yeah oh man. yeah for sure for yeah. sure that uh, I've just am- amazing Pardon me. Yeah. Amazing with the uh, the practical effects, uh, the acting. You know, it was hit or miss. <laughs> it, it was hit or miss, but compared to uh, <laughs> compared to Night Beast, Night Beast, we were looking at fucking Endgame here. Okay, yeah. so true. It was it was uh, <laughs> like it, it's it's one of those things. Like when you compare it to something of far poorer quality, it's just like oh Shakespeare. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, and it, and it also sets itself up at the end for a sequel. And I'm just like, I really still want that sequel. I really want that sequel so bad. Did they not make a sequel to this? No, they didn't make a sequel to that. Huh. As far as I know. I think, uh, I think knowing Hollywood and how quickly they run out of ideas, uh, we could possibly see a... Um, a very bad sequel to this because they'll try to over explain everything. Um, yeah. You know, like it, at the beginning of the film, uh, basic premise meteor falls out of the sky, at least what we thought was a meteor. And uh, from that meteor, this thing emerges wreaks havoc. Um, then they gave us a little bit of explanation before it. It's not really extraterrestrial. It was some government experiment on a satellite that went awry. Um, yeah, they Planet hulked it, didn't they? They just shot it in his face because it was causing too much trouble, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and you can't just get rid of stuff that way. So it, it came back to haunt humanity. But um, I could definitely see a, a sequel to this happening. Um, I just hope they don't take... I, I hope it doesn't take itself seriously. Because not every movie needs to do that. It could just be a gore fest. And with the technology of today, hopefully um, coupled with some practical effects, because there's nothing like a practical effect. Yeah, no. uh, um, They could give us another another feast for the eyes. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. there. I mean, like there's that scene in the sewer where it's chasing Shawnee Smith and the two kids and it eats that one kid. And then it turns into Little Shop of Horrors, kind of like Phoebe Seymour, kind of. I thought that was so fucking cool. Um, <laughs> needless to say, they blow it up at the end with nitrogen, and um, it you know, it's it's re- the, a really cool scene. And then, uh, yeah, I, I I just thought this movie was really kick ass. So, 
Agreed, agreed. Uh, the yeah. ooze reminded me a lot of the same ooze that was in uh, Ghostbusters that was taking over the city and giving everybody um, negative feelings and stuff oh, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brings back the Scolari brothers and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember. Uh, <laughs> the Scolari brothers. Yeah. I gave him the chair. <laughs> <laughs> Slime times slime equals slime squared. You know, I, I just love it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about, uh, obviously, we know who would win, right? Yes, of course. In a battle. Night Beast. <laughs> right. <laughs> now the blob, no. the blob takes the blob. this one hands down. Yeah. I think if... Um, if the if they were in each other's worlds, um, the blob <laughs> would have eaten that. The blob would have destroyed half the world right about now, um, <laughs> and had an uncomfortable sex scene with the lady cop. Um, oh man! Oh, now that would have been the beginning of hentai right there. <laughs> yes, that would have been the beginning of hentai. Um, and then, um, and then Night Beast probably would have been shot by. Uh, one of those guys in the in the lab coats. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, bu- like I've s- but bullets don't work on Night Beast. Remember that. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Only energy does. So oh, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that about wraps it up uh, yes, for, yes. for for this segment. If you've uh, if you've uh, let the Oreo cookies go stale and you've masturbated for like the sixth time, uh, <laughs> then and you've got nothing to do and it's raining outside and you know you haven't bathed, um, yeah, go watch Night Beast. But if you're in <laughs> the if you're loving life and you're still hanging on, uh, watch The Blob. <laughs> <laughs> do yourself a favor and watch the blob uh so yeah that about wraps it up so uh for both of us here i'm pablo morale martinez and i'm ernesto mancibo and together we are the robots versus taxes program on radio free brooklyn that's right while you're out there you could try keeping it real but you should try keeping it right song of the week Started to grind